0: Welcome back, folks. Two bits, one puck. I'm your host, Mister Intangibles, a PS5 excited boy and a hay fever sufferer, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the leader of Hockey Human Resources, and a man who might move to Bristol. Well, Everett Human, well, how are you do? Uh,
1: cold toes, mate. Got really cold toes. Why is that? Just, uh, I just have, I have poor circulation uh, to start with, and I don't know, just, just cold toes. It's June, Dan, and it's wow. a rainy day, and I don't want to put the heating on because it's June. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. It is classic British weather-wise. It is the middle of June, and it's fucking hammering it down here. It's absolutely chucking it down.
1: Fucking (laughs) piss-take. Absolute piss-take. But I did have some turf put down the other day, so, uh, you know, swings around Look at you,
0: big woolly house owner over here with his turf. Check me out, mate, with my my quarter hectare. (laughs) My quarter (laughs) hectare.
1: How big is a hectare?
0: I have no idea.
1: It's It's smaller than an acre, isn't it? Of course it is.
0: I have no idea. No. Those kind of measurements to me are like distances to the sun. If you tell me a hectare is four square metres, I'd believe you. If you tell me it's a thousand square metres, I'd believe you. If, if you tell me the sun's a million miles away, I'll believe you. If you tell me it's three trillion miles away, I'll believe you. I think it, I think it I, is I, three trillion miles away. I think you might be Yeah, it's about on. that. Yeah, <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> Give or take a trillion. It's, it's around there. Actually, actual hockey news this week, which was uh, interesting. Mixed in with everything else, of course. And I think the lead thing is probably the Hockey Diversity Alliance was formed. Seven current and former NHL players announced on Monday that they have formed the alliance, which has a mission to eradicate racism and intolerance in hockey. The group appointed San Jose Sharks for Vander Kane, former NHL player Akeem as co-heads, and then named to the group's executive committee. Were Red Wings player Trevor Daly, Wild defenseman Matt Dumba, Sabres forward Wayne Simmons, Flyers forward Chris Stewart, and former NHL player Joel Ward, and the group will operate independently of the NHL. But Kim Davis, the league's senior vice president of social impact, growth initiatives, and legislative affairs, said she hopes NHL and Alliance can work together. Will your
1: thoughts? Obviously, it's a good thing that is happening. First off, yeah, we got we got um current players and a very important former player in Joel ward who's, who's very active in the community heading it up which is which is fantastic the thing the thing that i don't understand is is what they're actually going to do what because they're, they're independent of the league which is good in, in a lot of senses very good in a lot of senses but then what actual power are they going to have over the league to sort of instill change or are they just going to be a bit of a lobbying group because, because the I theories. think they're kind of going to
0: be a bit of a lobbying group. And the idea could be that because they're separate to the league, they can just go to the league and say, how about we do this? And then the league can then – I think it does work in two ways. The league can then say, yeah, we don't quite like that idea. So they could sort of say no to ideas. But then the alliance can dead say, well, look, we've had ideas and you've not done any of them. This is ridiculous. So the league is kind of trying to hold itself accountable in some way, but I think it's going to be that they're just going to go to the league and say we've had these ideas, let's try and do some of them.
1: It's it's like a a formal voice in the ear of the league from the BPOC community, which is
0: yeah yeah
1: fantastic. That's that's a really good thing. But as as we've said with with all these situations since since the George Floyd, George Floyd murder, it's it's really good on paper, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, not that. Not that I don't think that the alliance itself is gonna try and do good work, it's whether that good work is actually responded to and taken on and, and all that.
0: Yeah, and and I think it's a, at least the league's being proactive now that uh, sort of things like this are happening. As we said before, I mean Pride Night, all those kinds of ideas, they're all good ideas. But after a couple of years, they just forget about it. Oh, there's Pride tape, but you can't really have it during the game because everyone will think that you like gay people or you are gay or you're different. And we can't have that. So you can't have it in a game because that's crazy. And you just hope that this is, maybe because there's seven players and this is such a hot button issue at the moment, maybe they'll do something. But I, I like the fact that the league's doing something at the moment. But again, we'll have to wait and see how it goes, I think.
1: As as far as I'm aware, this is the first sort of sort of group that is set up in this format, if that makes any sense. There's not like a... yeah. Uh, there's not like, say, a group of female players that are sort of allied with the NHL as, as like we said, a lobbying group to try and push forward inclusivity for women and and in the league. So I, I wonder if this would be like the first of many, if there would be, say, say a women's version, say, an LGBTQ
0: plus version or, you know, whatever it might be. It was, there was a couple of these this week with NHL and it was, on the other side of it, a swing and a miss. Because they announced this panel, and there's no women of colour on it. And now, a statement was put out a couple of hours afterwards saying that these seven, eight, seven NHLers were just to start, just to get this going. Yeah, and I can't, I can't imagine places. it's going to be
1: an exclusive club um, of like... Naive yeah, and, and we, more places we are going to be seven. filled
0: down the line with women. But you would have thought out of the gate, they would have thought, yeah, we should we should at least have some women in here to... So at the start, there's no comeback on any of this from any side of it.
1: Yeah, especially where being sport, there's still an issue with yeah you know, being a predominantly catered to to men and the male gaze and all that sort of thing. You'd have, I'd have thought Angela James would be involved at some point. Yeah, you know, not to not to just try out the yeah you know, the most obvious candidate, but hell, if you're gonna have somebody, yeah, if you want a black woman of colour, who's who's allied. With this alliance, how many other a words can I use to describe an alliance? You'd have thought the most prominent black female member of the Hall of Fame would be the one you'd get involved, sort of thing. But and and, and maybe she, she just didn't want her name on the on the on the cover or whatever it might be. It's, it's
0: like with yeah, the that's the thing. And I mean, like we said before, some hockey players maybe just don't want to do things like this. They just don't want to be out there and talking about this kind of thing. Maybe they, you know, maybe she doesn't want to do it. I don't know. Maybe she will do it, but.
1: We we don't know about the inner depressing. workings of that, but to get so so we can't yeah exactly comment. But yeah, bottom line is obviously a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's been set up by players, and that's kind of at least like we have said, like over a hundred players have kind of put their thoughts out there this week and or in the past few weeks. If it's either Instagram, Twitter, you know, videos, tweets, you know, with messages on anything like that, like we said last week, you can't sort of say. I wish players would get involved and do something. And then when they do, just start saying straight away, well, this is stupid. I haven't done anything. This is why. we Let's just give them a bit of chance to breathe and come back in a month and see how they're getting on. The NHL was in process, wasn't it? It's kind of in process now of creating an executive inclusion council, which is, I mean, just sounds, I'll be honest, ridiculous. It just doesn't sound like it's very inclusive. I don't know why. I know it's called the Executive Inclusion Council, but it just doesn't sound... Can, it doesn't sound
1: right. You hear the words executive and council and you think of old white men.
0: Yeah. To me, the Executive Inclusion Council will, will be a bunch of old white dudes telling young black players of both sexes what to do. That just, that's just how that sounds to me. Do you know what I mean? I just think It doesn't sound good. Seeing, but, seeing in a dark room that seems impossibly large. Yeah. There's going to be apparently three committees representing different stakeholders. So there's going to be a player inclusion committee, a fan inclusion committee, and a youth inclusion committee. And here was the thing was the the executive inclusion council is going to consist of five owners, five presidents, and two GMs. So huh. as we said, <laughs> it's just a bunch of old white dudes sat at a table that's too big for them.
1: That's the thing. Like, As, as good as the intentions potentially might be, and as it's the NHL, I highly doubt there are, what what's the point of having an inclusion council if the council has no inclusivity?
0: <laughs> I know. And unless now, the-, the, the the player the player side of it is going to consist of current and former players, female players from Canada and the, U- and the US. The fan inclusion side of it's going to include the chief of marketing from NHL teams and um, partners uh, that NHL has already worked with in multicultural space. And the youth inclusion side of it is going to include parents and leaders of youth hockey organizations. But I'm wondering if those seven NHL players, or former NHL players in Joel Ward's case, saw that executive inclusion council and thought, this isn't any good either. Like, we need to do something on our, off our own backs. And I don't know, maybe.
1: And to an extent, if the NHL are then still going to go ahead with their own player-led council or group or committee or whatever you want to call it, does that not sort of undermine what this alliance of Evander Kane and Akeem are
0: trying to form? maybe i'm not i mean it's not it's certainly not been presented as kind of dueling factions as it were but if you've got one I, I that's know, it, under the league umbrella
1: and one that's not
0: it's yeah i know which one i'd prefer to listen to yeah if you're obviously you know
1: back to not understanding the inner workings of, of all this and again it's so early that we haven't seen any of it in action yet so we don't actually know how it's going to work but for me even just the optics of it you've got off the back of of one of the largest cultural shifts of certainly in my lifetime, you've got finally a formation of of a player alliance to represent Black people of colour. It's yeah. to then turn around and, and say, "Oh no, we're going to do our own one as well." Just doesn't mm-hmm. look good. It it looks like you are instantly discrediting the the independent player one.
0: Well, or it could be that the league was doing their own one first, and like I said, so. Akeem and the kind of kind of got together and said, "Oh shit, this doesn't look good, does it? We should do our own thing instead."
1: And and if that is the case, for the league to still carry on because the league having true, asked, yeah, yeah, they, I if see what you're saying now, yeah. If they don't step back and say, "All right, you guys have got this covered," you can, you know, sort of especially where like it's you've you've been elected from within your own community rather than just Bill Daly saying. Well I had one phone call with Kevin Weeks for about eight minutes, so I think I'm up to speed on the on the
0: situation. <laughs> that's funny, <sighs> but scary funny because it's probably true
1: the kind of, what's that what's that meme with um meme with uh, Steve Harvey where he's like he's laughing in one bit and then he's just leaning
0: forward biting his nails in the other bit <laughs> yeah that's that's uncomfortably funny. <laughs> <laughs> Christ,
1: let's 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 hope. Like, let's celebrate the the good aspect of it, which is we finally have a minority voice that may hopefully have some influence over over Gary Bettman and the Legion of Doom.
0: I know. I'd love to know what they're going to suggest. I'd I'd love to see what ideas they come out with because they're all going to be better than anything the league could come out with because the league's fucking stupid and useless. We all know this. Because we'll get onto we'll get onto that it. more a bit later, but.
1: How can you possibly think that you will have better ideas to provide solutions to a problem that you haven't lived
0: through? I wonder if the Diversity Alliance is going to end up including, like you say, if it's going to include all aspects, including obviously LGBTQ and all, and you know, and everything else. Yeah, Indigenous people. Because that would more. then, that would then just be a monumental, you know, if if some maybe ex players could go out and say, okay, yeah, you know, I'm I'm gay and. I'm gonna go and join the Diversity Alliance to kind of put my voice to this side of it. Maybe that's why like you say, you know, they're not under the league umbrella. That's a good thing. You know, it's it's everybody hopefully pulling together.
1: Off off the hop I'd think it'd be a better thing to have separate sort of not factions but separate committees or organizations. Like a separate body or committee, yeah. Yeah, because if if you end up, you know, merging yeah, the black alliance and the lgbtq alliance the indigenous etc etc
0: yeah you're right
1: you're that, right that does really make it as like us against them sort of thing you know what i mean like we yeah, oh, right, have we've got, we've got the, <laughs> the people who the nhl are catered towards the white men the league and then oh everybody else is little lobby, bit lobbying against us like i don't think that you could end up filtering down the message that each group would want to uh would want to do? yeah like no that.
0: you're right you're right i mean maybe yeah maybe they, they each have their own kind of separate body yeah and then they could hopefully you know bounce ideas off each other and and do that kind of oh, thing yeah and,
1: not, not to say they couldn't work in conjunction but but like we were saying about having people who have, yeah it experience. creates it creates a
0: bad it creates a bad image of a group of old white dudes controlling the nhl and then everybody else doesn't it
1: yeah exactly you You would want someone of of your own community representing you no matter what your situation is like you know i'm I'm sure say van der Kane or Alou wouldn't know, not knowing their personal lives but wouldn't necessarily know as much about the experiences of a gay hockey fan as they obviously do as a as a black hockey player sort of thing and and yeah you're right. vice versa to be, you know
0: what I mean yeah, no, you're right, but it's interesting i'm I'm excited to see what they do they can be um, they can hold the league accountable. Hopefully,
1: the first first step in a in a long journey.
0: Let's just get Betman out of there.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll start for for a competent commissioner about where he or she's from or <laughs> what their race, creed, or color is, sort of thing. True,
0: that's actually a good point. Yeah, it doesn't matter where, <laughs> where they're from. Can we just have a good commissioner? I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if he's from Mars. Just have him be like good at his job instead of what we have to put up with. I just I wonder. If we
1: how long's it gonna take to get, you know, a person of colour in an NHL front office?
0: Like I've said a million times before, in in regards to women's hockey or I've said a million times, anything revolving around the non NHL NHL side of the game, wouldn't you just do it just for the great PR? Wouldn't you just think as the league now, you know what, let's get some you know, LGBTQ or let's get someone who's black into like a real prominent position because it'll make us look good. Wouldn't you do it for purely selfish reasons if nothing else? I think. I think. Do you part- know what I mean like? Does, do they not have that conversation? Like even on a stupid level, wouldn't you think they'd do that? I think part of the problem is you'd you'd
1: have to really hire the right person to be the first. Oh, I agree. You couldn't just do it as a pure PR stunt because that could so easily backfire. Oh no! But there'll
0: be tons of people out there, wouldn't there? Who could do it? You tell me you couldn't do Bill Daly's job? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Like seriously, I mean, <laughs> anyone if, couldn't do Bill Daly's job. Of course, I
1: get down because I'm a white man. But that's true. It's, so I'm automatically qualified, and I've watched a hockey Good game, point. so I'm sorted. But if if you're talking if you're talking a GM role or like a team president role, and running a team. Imagine how easy the backlash would be if the first black GM was hired and then their team is shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you I agree. I, mean? I agree with what you're saying. But how many white GMs just fucking suck at their job? Yeah, but We're it, not talking about the sabres two weeks ago. But it would be fucking it
1: would be different though. Like, it would be different. Like I think about I how, agree. how people view the Atlanta Thrashers just before they got moved to Winnipeg when they just went out and traded for like they selected a Kane in the draft, they traded for Johnny O'Doya, they traded for Dustin Bufflin. There was like a very visible conscious effort to get more people of colour into the into the organisation. Which is obviously a good thing, but if you're doing it from maybe a slightly conceited standpoint, that's not going to go over well, especially if it backfires. I agree, but... But You're right at some point.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. If if there was a black GM and he was shit at his job, I wouldn't think he was shit at his job because he was black. I'd think he was shit at his job because he's paid (laughs) Jeff Skinner $9 million a year.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But... I see what you're saying. All the hockey fans would just say, "Well, clearly he can't do his job. He's black. What does he know about hockey?" Because uh, they're fucking idiots.
1: It's it's like the woman in but yeah. I see what you're saying. It's Switzerland, isn't it? I think it's Bern, isn't it? You see, Bern who had the who had the female assistant. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. Her assistant coach, which whoever breaks the barrier has to have some sort of success because otherwise, like you say, you're you're gonna there's going to be backlash of well. See, this is why because you know minorities don't understand hockey women don't understand hockey gay people don't understand hockey whatever and you end up perpetuating against the amongst like the gray masses the racist sexist homophobic gray masses you perpetuate the stereotypes of this is our sport that's why it's been like this for a hundred
0: years yeah you're right that's so fucking dumb though isn't it it's so dumb the gms are just so fucking terrible at their jobs they're so shit at their jobs and again, there's no. we have said this many times. There's no punishment in NHL for being bad at your job. There's no punishment. What's the punishment? You either get fired or you get an immensely talented player because your team sucks so bad. Like it's insane. I think it's. <laughs> you could be such a shit GM, and there's no punishment.
1: It's, you have to have like a, a little bit of success to start with, though. You can't be shit right out of the gate because there are plenty of people who've had like one season, two seasons, been really bad, and you never hear from them again. Yeah, if like you right. have one, if you have like one good playoff run, if you win the cup once, you have got a job for life, etc., etc. If you if you can get a team to post an above five hundred season, you've got a job for life in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're right. You're right. It's like if you score forty points, you have got a job for life in the NHL. It's just yeah. Yeah, we're still where we are, aren't we? Long way to go, but we're getting there. I think it's it's something.
1: But we're we're starting. We're starting. Yeah, you know, it's not going to change overnight, sort of thing, is it?
0: Yeah, like we said last week. Okay, it's taken us a long enough time to get here and it's taken enough fucking pushing and prodding from all corners to at least for something to happen. So now something's happening. It, it's a good thing. Absolutely. All righty. Should we start the
1: show? <laughs> yeah, oh. we should. We should. We will. We'll this week. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something else. Are you going to say something else then? Well, I was going to say something else, but we should start the show probably.
0: <laughs> all right, let's start the show. Go <laughs> You what, it's going to be fun trying to edit out all my hay fever sniffs out of this. Oh mate, is it hitting you hard? Fucking hard I sound like I'm going to Koozie's fucking birthday parties. Jesus. As I mentioned earlier, the league sometimes does have a slight problem and can't seem to get out of its own way. With that said, Will, <laughs> mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on the beautifully produced Tyler Sagan video that the NHL put out and then removed after three hours the other day?
1: Nah, Dan, I'm absolutely gutted. To say that the first I heard of this Tyler Sagan video was that the NHL had taken it down and haven't been able to oh, find no! it since. So I haven't even seen it. All I see is his oh, comments you missed around. It. Oh, this awful what what even was it? So it was about him going to the protests in Dallas, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was essentially a, a, a fluff piece about one awesome guy Tyler Sagan is with all <laughs> his in, all these Instagram comments. So it's the you know the picture of him kneeling? It yeah. was that picture, and then it was lots of Instagram messages just kind of floating up and then floating away saying, oh, wow, it's so great to see a player like Tyler Sagan doing this. What a guy. And all this kind of thing. It oh lo- Honestly, God. it looked like it had been produced by a PR firm to show what amazing social media presence Tyler Sagan had. <laughs> it was fucking awful. It was awful. Mate, I scrolled those Twitter comments for about an hour. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. Mate,
1: that's like how... <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that like why so they they pounced on independent player activity and effectively tried to pass it off as their own their own sort of doing and use it for their own PR
0: yeah it was it was basically look at this white player <laughs> doing something really good that's what it boiled down to and don't get me wrong it was good that he did it as we said this is a good thing. A player is and it's the same as a Dano Chara walking in the you know on a on a on a march in the week, on a protest march. That that's a great thing to see. But don't then it's <laughs> don't like then it. turn it into what you turned it into. It's, it's yes, good. it's good these players are doing these things, but they should not be lauded for this. Because yeah. they were silent for so long. So long. The NHL chose to highlight what great work is being done in regards to Hopefully Hocken being more race-friendly by showing a white guy and all the people lauding this white guy. It's like, fucking hell. You're so bad at this. They're so bad at this. It's like How a, is it possible?
1: Giving a dog a treat for not
0: shitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. How are you so bad at this? Their social media team is the fucking worst. And that's like... I don't know, I, th-
1: I thought... Generally, this is very stereotypical of me, but generally, social media managers are young and like at least have some, some understanding
0: of of PR in in the modern world. But ah, I, I don't know. Clearly not. I mean, do they not? The guy, the guys and girls who work in the social media team for the NHL, do they not see the other NHL team social media stuff that they do? I mean, there are some really. Really good teams, like the Hurricanes PR, you know, social media team is really good. The Golden Knights social media team is really good. Do they not look at those and think, "Oh, we should be doing stuff like that"? Okay, that makes sense. But just I mean, putting a white not. guy at the front of it. I mean, I know, like Christ.
1: If if it had just been like a pe- the picture of him at the protest and like a little bit of blurb saying, "Yo, we're so proud to have Tyler Sagan represent the NHL and hockey as a whole, et etc." Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know, he he is who we should all... You know, his actions are what we should all aspire to and more sort of thing or whatever. Just a little thing. Fine. Yeah, nothing really that wrong with that. But like you say to... <laughs> to have a video with... Because I've found some screenshots now. Of... <laughs> of all these comments just coming up. Like, yeah, like the fucking Tyler Sagan fan club. And it's it's not only... It- embarrassing for, for the league sorry to cut you off but it's not only embarrassing no it's fine from, from like a PR point of view but it is a bit like I don't know it's, it's jumping on the, the protest against police brutality and over trying to overshadow it with your own PR for your player I don't want to say your own player's PR because I, I, as far as I'm aware Tyler Sagan doesn't work for the NHL as a, as a social media manager but maybe he does yeah.
0: and that would maybe be it does look this <laughs> yeah this, that would, Do you know what? If it turned out years down the line that Tyler Sagan was the head of the NHL's PR team, I would go, oh, right, it makes, now it makes sense. Now I get it. It's actually his mum. He's trying to promote himself. Now I get it. That makes sense. Fair, fair like in some weird, twisted way. <laughs> nothing, yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with that. That's more respectable.
0: But, oh, my God. Do you know what? It's fine if you include a little piece about Tyler Sagan and Zdeno Chára. Okay, this is what hockey players should now, you know, we should be doing this all the time. You know, it's good that we're finally—it's good that we're finally doing this because admitting that you haven't done it before—that's a step. Mm. But then also include five seconds of showing Akeem Ali talking about something, five seconds of you know JT Brown raising his fist. Christ, even show Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Just you know, you can't just have a, a video of just one white guy doing something and then everyone going, "Oh my God, it's amazing," because he's white.
1: But where,
0: would, where would we be if Tyler Sagan hadn't kneeled Dad? I shudder to think. Oh dear. The worst thing is as well, the worst thing is you just know in sort of ten years or so, some kid's gonna say to some dad somewhere, So how did the revolution of like, you know, really good race relations start? And some and some dad's gonna go, Sonny boy, sit down. Come here, gather around. Let me tell you about a player called Tyler Sagan. <laughs> This, this of... to like wow he's like Gandhi or oh jesus <laughs> yes he was son yes he was <laughs> oh my god
1: dad who who is that man who they replaced the statue of abraham lincoln with <laughs> 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 also, that was a young yep. canadian boy by the name of tyler Sigan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just fantastic just fucking i tell you you missed the treat with that with those twitter comments honestly or some of them were just God. I feel like the internet is undefeated. it was so good. it was so much fun just watching the league get destroyed <laughs> I feel a bit bad for for Sagan in in some ways yeah I don't think it had anything to do i don't I really don't think it had anything to do with it and I just don't think it was ever like we, like we said i mean he's the, the issue he's got with him doing it is that people are going to say we should have done this years ago, so he can't really win but at least it's a start. It's better than him not doing anything. At least he's gone out and said, right, you know what? Okay, I'm starting today. I've got to try and do something. I've got to make a difference. It's too far kind of thing. And that's fine. But to then load it up as something is, wow. It, <laughs> its mental.
1: Especially for, I, I, I don't want to do too much on it because we've already done it, but for, for Sagan specifically, like, you know, all due respect to the man's character nowadays, but for a guy who was driven out of Boston for supposedly partying too much, like general misbehaviour. And then you know, the issue was some tweets he supposedly, why well, he sent and he claims he didn't when he first moved to Dallas to, to have yeah, a player yeah. that didn't necessarily have a good reputation as a good character guy, showing, at least showing some sort of, it, representing some sort of personal evolution, personal growth. Yeah, it's a great thing. It is a great thing.
0: And then, of course, uh, John Tortorella. Came out this week and, and said that he's now changed his stance on the on the silent protest during the national anthem. Yeah, we'll we'll. And find he now him. understands. Yeah, we'll wait and see, Tor. We'll wait and see, bro. <laughs> Thanks for the message. Yeah.
1: As
0: soon as that, as soon as that first play nails, you get a clip round the ear from Tortorella. Like I knew you were lying. I knew you were lying. And I, I, we keep saying it. I don't want to be that guy again. The amount of people in the threads who were cheering for this guy who had a wrong opinion in the first place and <laughs> nice. then changed it to the right opinion and everyone's going oh well done thoughts, real class there real class like no he was wrong in the first Classy.
1: place there there are plenty of people in, in the sport who have been silent for too long and now coming out and
0: there's <laughs> yeah. there's
1: an element of okay let's wait and see what you're gonna do but good on you for now but to have someone who actively was against <laughs> this precise issue <laughs> to start with. I know. If you're simply in for me, you're sitting for a gaming motherfucker. (laughs) Nah, that's not how it fucking works. I
0: don't know if you get this or not. Maybe it's an older person thing or (laughs) maybe our generation and your, maybe my generation and your generation, it didn't matter as much to us, but it's a piece of fucking music assigned to a country. Who gives a shit? Really? Who could give a shit about that piece of music? Who cares? for, For ours, especially...
1: It's not even like I love England or I love Britain, it's I love the Queen or, that's got fucking dickle to do with anything. Yeah. Obviously it's not our anthem being protested that it fucking should be. It's just a it's just a piece of music, it's just a flag, like and it's yeah, not that we need to to go off and, and explain why the, the protests against the flag and need for the anthem were they were a big deal but they weren't disrespecting what they were you know, weren't disrespecting the album, they weren't disrespecting the flag. But it's just so obvious that that's not an issue. It's I saw a great little thing, it was a sign someone had at a protest, it was like if you were a true American patriot, you'd realise that you know, the confederate flag and the Nazi flag have, have lost both wars against America sort of thing. I'm worded much better than that, but so many people that claim to be patriots don't stand up for or represent what the countries have stood up for and represented in the past.
0: Oh yes, the the Confederate flag. Then it's the the NASCAR said that they're banning it, aren't they, from any and all races they see it. At. It's it's completely banned. I really don't know how much I'm taught. I don't. I really don't know how much I know about this, but I I am aware it happens there. But I'm not sure how prominent the Confederate flag is at NASCAR events, because oh, I know that NASCAR is a southern thing. I think I think more than a northern thing.
1: I, I think at the very least. Like NASCAR, not NASCAR is associated with the Confederate flag, but like the other way around. You know what I mean? Like if you love the Confederate flag, you probably love NASCAR.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's and the... to be fair, if they have to ban it, it <laughs> mustn't. Be... It can't just be like the odd one here or there, can it? I mean, it's it's a good thing.
1: It's a good thing that they are banning it. But it does also feel a bit like, mm, where have you, where have you been? Fucking did you did you see the um the driver who's retired because they won't allow the Confederate flag to be waved? <laughs> no. I fucking hell. The, the guy's the guy's name's a Fucking loser. Rick Cancello, Cancillo or something like that?
0: It's a it's not Hey Rick, you're a fucking loser. How about that?
1: Well well, it's funny you mentioned that specifically, Dan, because somebody posted his NASCAR stats. So it had, it had, like, wins, podiums, fastest laps, um, pole positions, et cetera, and they're not percentages for all those. And, um, yeah, he was 50 years old and had zeros across the board. It's like, <laughs> you won't be fucking missed, Rick.
0: Right. So that's, like, me retiring from the NHL, then. <laughs> it doesn't fucking make – it's nothing. Anyone can retire from anything. They're not fucking good at, can't they?
1: And don't be like, I think he was a he was a race a racist, a racist and a racist. You no, know I
0: get it, but
1: yeah, like a, a
0: guy with wrong. zeros across the board is retiring. Right, right, oh no, please don't leave, please. Oh, he's gone. Come what back. a shame. No, no, no. You're fucking losing. losing. Go and fucking it. suffocate yourself with your Confederate flag. You're your gonna you,
1: you're gonna give up. Like you're so racist to a, to a point that you're addicted to the fucking kkk not the original kkk that lost the fucking war to your beloved america 300 years ago whenever it was that you're so addicted to that ideology that you're going to give up i would assume a handsome salary to be a nascar driver
0: <laughs> your only wage
1: just for the sake of publicly announcing that you're a fucking racist
0: yeah it's like and again for a piece of fucking cloth. With like some design on it. Fuck me. Fuck me. What a bunch of fucking losers,
1: wastemen, absolute wastemen. Yeah, man. there is <laughs> a laughable. Ba- there, there's a on the on the <laughs> on the nicer side of of NASCAR news. There is a racer, Bubba Wallace. I was thinking Bubba, but I thought nope, I can't just say Bubba without any fucking <laughs> any yeah <laughs> uh, any uh, any proof of that. Bubba Wallace. The only black NASCAR driver is uh, in the in the NASCAR's return. I think this week, next week, is going to wear a, a have his um his car wrapped in like a, a BLM
0: uh, ice thing,
1: whatever you call it. Like skin. motif, yeah, motif. Yes, yeah. So It's an all black car with the three fists and, and Black Lives Matter sprayed all over it. So, fucking shout out cool. to you, Bubba Wallace, big man. That's the end of uh, the NASCAR, NASCAR section. Of Two Brits, One Puck for this week.
0: <laughs> two Brits, One NASCAR.
1: Join, join us again next week.
0: Fucking <laughs> hell, NASCAR chat. Jesus.
1: Fucking, like, people like what they like in that, especially when it comes to the sport. There are plenty of sports I don't enjoy and don't get. And, like, Formula One is definitely one of them. But fucking NASCAR, mate. Like, Jesus fucking Christ.
0: No, I can, I, I can get... <laughs> As so we delve further into the mind of men who like watching cars go really fast, I can understand. I can get it. I can get it because I was, I was, when I'd first passed my driving test, I think nothing of going out for a drive and thinking I'm gonna go going the motorway and go quite fast because that's like kind of cool. And I, again, I just grew out of it, and now I just do the speed limit because I'm a normal human being. Yeah, that's but I. I can kind of see. I can kind of see if you're paid professionally to get on a track and go as fast as you can, how that's exhilarating and adrenaline pumping and fun. Yeah, but and wh- even watching, watching it, get to a... yeah, but even watching it to a point, I, I can understand it. I can understand it. It's the same as watching any. It's similar watching any race. You're just racing cars. It's people who like going to athletics, or people who like go to horse racing, or do you know what I mean? I can, I can get it.
1: I think, I think with with athletics, so you, there's some point of reference sort of thing for how fast those people are going you get me yeah but there is no cars yeah but still I think okay say watching it on telly at the very least it's like we were talking about earlier with massive numbers I think behind the scenes all those cars are going 200 miles an hour or whatever it is so there's no point they're all just moving as fast as each other so it's not like fucking look at him go it's like alright they're all just moving in a I guess
0: 500 times. And then I guess when you watch Usain Bolt basically do cartwheels over the finish line you think oh, fuck. Like exactly. <laughs> okay, so fast. But <laughs> it's even ridiculous.
1: Even if you're not watching Bolt there's an element of like okay I'm a human being I run. So and and there's actual differences, whereas from what I've seen of of most motorsport you get an established order and maybe a couple of overtakes or whatever here or there but generally it's not like it's not like fucking Lewis Hamiltons going 200 miles an hour and Dick Dimbleby's going 120 miles an hour or whatever. There's no yeah. naked eye evidence of it's not fucking Conor McDavid blasting past Roman Polak, is it?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, that's that's really enough. That's gone. <laughs> okay, <yeah>. please. <laughs> Uh, We're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and downtime replacing statues. And if you could leave a five-star review for us on iTunes, that would be really good. As always, we're brought to you and sponsored by Wave Intel. This season will be back soon. This is a personal guarantee, so let Wave Intel help you look cool on hockey Zoom calls by giving you all the information you need with their easy-to-read data sheets on players and teams. That way, when one of the first seeds goes out in the playoffs, you can explain why and look really clever. Wave Intel online and on Twitter, being smart, so you don't have to. Your boy Sean Shapiro had a tweet this week asking about if a uh, a goalie should win the Hart Trophy or even could win the Hart Trophy.
1: Never. Never going to happen. Never <laughs> has happened. Never will happen. I would hate to think what would happen to the world and our viewpoint of goalies should a goalie ever win the Hart Trophy. Only bad things could happen.
0: This was brought up, of course, because... If you've gone to Natural Statric folks, and taken a look at the statistics of goalies, as I have this week, your eyes may pop out of their head at how well Connor Hellebuck has been playing for the Winnipeg Jets. Well, shall I, shall I, uh, shall I throw some numbers at you? As I'm, of course, Mr. Statistics.
1: Isn't, isn't this goal, goal saved above average just like offensive? <laughs> like seven it is what it is, right? The next guy
0: or something like that. So the best goalie in the league this season is Tuka karask. <laughs> Numbers wise, no. I'm, this is this is kind of leading to a point. Okay. Okay. Save percentage. So save percentage. His is nine. So what I did was let me start again. I was a natural stat trick. I went to the goalie section and I put in goalies who'd played at least one thousand five hundred minutes this year, to kind of get rid of like kind of the lower down backups who don't really do that much. That gave me a list of I think of about 31, 32. Save percentage wise, goals against wise. Goal saved above average-wise, Tuukka Rask is the best goalie. Now, Tuukka Rask has played a 1,000 less minutes than Conor Hellebuck. Jesus. Right? Conor Hellebuck is fifth in save percentage. So Rask's is 941. Hellebuck's is 929. Tuukka has played 41 games. Conor Hellebuck, by the time the season had finished, had played 58 games. Fucking hell. And that was at the point the season had finished. So there's a fair... Fair fair point. he would have gotten another what, six or seven, at least.
1: You'd have thought so what they played seventy-one, so they had eleven left. Yeah, seven games, yeah.
0: I reckon. Yeah. So uh Tucarask's Town Ice is one eight five five. Books is two seven oh one. And then a couple a couple of these, right? A couple of these are amazing. Tukarask shots against 871. Conor Book 1458. <laughs> Sükerask expected goals against, 58 and a half. 115.6.
1: Yeah, re- reasonable.
0: Listen to this, right? This is the best one. Sükerask high danger shots against, 186. Conor Four hundred and twelve. Four hundred and twelve. Oh my god! Duque so Rask high danger saves one hundred and sixty three. Connor book three hundred and forty seven.
1: What the fuck? So he's getting he's getting seven high danger chances against a game. <laughs> he's he's making over two miracle saves a period.
0: Yeah. Jesus Unbelievable. And, and like he's second, he's second in goals saved above average. So Tukovask is first on 19.6 and Hellebuyck's is 14.3. Now you might think that's a very large gap between those two goalies. And it is kind of a bit like five. I think, you know, five goals saved above average is quite a big gap. But when you consider, when you consider, and we talked about this at the start of the season, the absolute dirty dross of the Jets D this year. It's horrendous. It's horrendous. And Hellebuck is out of his fucking mind this season. It's it's ridiculous. Like
1: and and they would have made the playoffs proper if the season had just stopped now. They'd have been the first yeah. wild card in the West, which is just incredible. I think if you know as many people, including us, were saying at the start of the season, like no chance the Jets play making the fucking playoffs.
0: No. Yeah.
1: I think again, it comes back to. Your definition of the heart trophy. If we're talking strictly most valuable player, as in the player who has the most impact. Like if you take that player away from the team, which team has the biggest? Where drop are off? they? Yeah, where are they? It's it's fucking con but with a bullet. It's fucking over.
0: Yeah. It, it it's his and it's not even close. It's his. It should be his, and no one else even gets a second place vote. <laughs> <laughs> that's how ridiculous it is. It's just all first place votes, all kind on of a hella book, all day, every day, all the time, all time, all my life.
1: It's insane.
0: Utterly insane. That goalie, natural static page, is
1: jaw dropping. Jaw dropping. That, that's the thing. Even if you didn't do the advanced numbers and you just saw right there, next number of wins, they were going to make the playoffs, and. There he has to play behind this fucking team. Give it, give it to him anyway. But when you throw in the the sheer volume that he had to deal with, like he did not fucking have have an off night at all. He played every night, and every night was a fucking slog to keep his team in it. Mental, but it's gonna go to uh, it's gonna get go a little dry, zone, doesn't it?
0: I mean, yeah, it probably will. It probably will. Fifty eight games fifty eight games. Eight fucking mental. Do you know what's interesting? Do you know who played do you know who played the next most amount of games with fifty two? Hmm let me And there's a big drop off after this. So after fifty two in the top twenty one goalies, it goes down to forty seven after that. So so it goes fifty eight, fifty two, forty seven. Who played fifty two games this season? Freddie Anson. No. Well he might be actually let me just go back to my list. He's, he's my... I don't a... think he's on this He's got
1: to be forty-seven or something,
0: isn't it? He? So he's not—he's not in the top twenty-one in save really? percentage. So he's not on that oh, oh, list. Okay. Yeah, he's not.
1: Oh well. Wow. Let's have a have a think. Of course. Speaking of not in the top twenty-one in save percentage, guess how many games Carey Price co Price played?
0: Oh, it was around the same, one, not it? Like fifty-seven something like that.
1: Fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um... Fifty-eight. There
1: you go. Oh, and Freddie Freddie Anderson did that fifty-two. So uh, I'm fucking right.
0: <laughs> no way. Yeah, what's his, Yeah, but what's his save percentage?
1: Nine oh nine. <laughs> is it nine oh nine? Jesus,
0: nine oh nine. Not even. I mean, yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, what? so top twenty-one, say percentage-wise. Was it Andrei Vasilevsky's any chance? It was Vasilevsky. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it?
1: They've got a decent. Have they got Louis Deming or someone as their backup?
0: No, he went somewhere else.
1: Who is
0: somebody? They've got someone. They've got yeah. They got um, Curtis McIlhenny.
1: Oh yeah. And you'd have thought he'd be, I suppose they had dug themselves a bit of a hole to start with, so they'd probably ride in Vasilevsky more than they'd have wanted to.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's Kate, we're back on that thing, aren't we? You paid the guy nine and a half million dollars a year, he'd better play 60 games a season for us. <laughs> for that money. I mean, in in some <laughs> ways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah sh- in some should. ways,
1: yeah, you kind of got a good point. <laughs> you should, you should be playing a lot of games, shouldn't he? But that's because he shouldn't be making that much money. You should pay him seven and have him as part of a tandem. Like a like a exactly another European goalie who's pretty good uh, from what I've heard.
0: Are you talking about your boy?
1: Uh, I'm talking about your boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were talking about Dobby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. who would in seven million dollars a season.
0: <laughs> no, no. I thought you say like pay a guy seven million and then have him in a good tandem like oh, Bishop no, and Dobby. No, no. That's what I thought you were saying.
1: I mean, I mean, old uh, old Tigrasque because he's he's what Tigrasque. Yeah. Seven and a half, isn't he, or seven point eight? I right?
0: think no. he makes he make seven on the button, I think. Seven on those. There you go, fucking there you go. But yeah, yeah he that. makes seven. Yeah, and then Halak makes two point seven.
1: It's not bad, is it? Not bad at all. Would be better if um, your start was making five point eight
0: though. Well, that's true. Would be good. That is true. It would be good. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if they were both making two point seven. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking, even better. <laughs>
1: fucking, <you> know, <laughs> fucking beautiful, would not
0: it? But yeah, They're I, I, I can't, I
1: oh can't see. God. I can't see it happening. He's a, no. he, he should win it, but I don't think he will, and I wonder if he is even going to win the Vesna to be honest he's
0: who would win the Vesna? Oh, the public it's whoever uh, votes on, its not it, isn't it? Okay. they're just going to look at it and go who won the most games yeah, that guy yeah, yeah it'd right it be, be Va <laughs> don't care they don't care. yeah they don't well they don't care though do they they're not looking at it like that, they're not looking like we are at the, they're just going to go who, which team is the best Oh, that team yeah right they'll they'll see all the so three finalists will be the three finalists will be rask Vasilevsky, and I don't know who else.
1: Ben- Bennington, Elvis maybe? No, I, th- I think I think it will be Hellebuck will be in there. No, Elvis won't get any votes. That'd be mental. I don't know, dude. <laughs> you
0: never fucking know, do you? There's always a wild card in there.
1: That'd be fucking insanity. I can't even. How many wins does Elvis Merlkin have on the season, Dad?
0: Uh, I do not know, Will. How many does he have? Give,
1: give me a rough guess for a, for a Vezina
0: quality goaltender. Oh, how many else how many does Elvis have? I am going to guess at 16. At uh, 13.
1: 13. Oh my God. Oh. 13 wins. Behind famous world-class goaltenders uh, <laughs> such as Go on. Where's a where's a good one? Brian Elliott. Martin, <laughs> Martin Jones.
0: Well there we go then.
1: Fucking whoever Miko Koskinen, whoever you want. Now, nah, I think it will be I think it'll be Hellebuck and who was that other guy we said?
0: Rask. Yeah, those three Sarah actually. Oh, I'll I'll uh, But here's the thing. Maybe Jordan Billings. Here's why. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Is that AHL star Jordan Binnington?
1: <laughs> that is soon to be KHL star Jordan Binnington. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, actually, sorry. You know what? I apologise. I was wrong before. 47 games. It's actually, Jordan Binnington has played 50 games this season so far. Yeah, yeah. He so he's he's third behind Vasilevsky in games played. That's crazy, isn't it? But still, here's why. Here's why Connor Hellebuck's not going to win the Hart Trophy. And it's this is going to sound crazy, but it's so simple. Who's the last goalie to win it? Will and Kerry Price always gets like the, these fucking but oh he's the best goalie in the league and all these player votes and all this shit. So the voting crowd are gonna say. So the last two goalies to win it have been Kerry Price and Dominic Hasek. Are you telling me that Conor Hellebach's is as good as them? No, of course he isn't. So he hasn't got a chance for it to even start, has he? I think it's because they're like, not gonna dare. They're not gonna dare put him in that category with those two goalies.
1: It's like that whole thing we were saying about reputation. Like Conor Hellebuck will have to. This will now put him in the conversation. For future years, if he yeah. had, if he has another season like this, then yeah, he'll he'll get consideration. But I cannot see it happening
0: this time. No, it was like when we discussed the like you know the old decade team, and you said, why would they pick Drew over over at Carlson? I'm like, dude, because he's got two rings. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it doesn't simple matter he's better than him or that. not. That's all they care about. It's reputation. And and before
1: Price had won the heart, he had like Olympic gold, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and, and Hell about doesn't have yeah. any of that. As much as it shouldn't affect who was the MVP of the NHL season for that year, it absolutely does affect the way he's perceived as a player.
0: He's so the MVP of this league this year. No, he's he's fucking, so the MVP. It's fucking ridiculous. It should be But people just look at it. They're gonna look at it and go, Dominic Hasek, Kerry Price, Connor Hellebuck? Really? <laughs> he's got no shot. Fucking hell. No shot.
1: It should be top three should be Hellebuck, Panarin. Probably Jack Eichel. I don't
0: know. Would you still not consider Drysdale
1: for the season he's had? Now again, because if you're looking at, it at valuable, like the value. If yeah, you're, true. There is there is part of me that's like, if you're not the best player on your team, you can't win the MVP.
0: Yeah, it's been, I agree. Go like, back to the whole McDavid thing, aren't we?
1: If if McDavid had been injured for like most of the year or had a really bad year, but the Kings still put on ninety seven points, you can't fucking say that. Yeah. You can't you can't fucking do it.
0: I agree with the top two though, Panarin are, like Panarin and Hellabooks for sure. Like Panarin's just been like his stats shout out to Jason from Way Intel. The stat sheet for Antonio Panarin is, is insane. Fucking I mean up. just what he does for that team.
1: Off the charts. But then, but that's like why I said, he, that's why I'd include on, sorry. Sorry, I was gonna say that's why I'd include Eichel as the third, because then that's three people who are dragging their teams. Granted Eichel hasn't had anywhere near the success of, of either of the other two, but they're playing fucking up above and beyond without any help whatsoever.
0: Yeah, you're right. But then it becomes a thing of well, they're not in the playoffs. So how good can he be? Yeah,
1: that's that's just back to that again, aren't we? That's the problem. So then you give it to maybe Yellow. No, I don't even think you can necessarily give it to Nathan McKinnon. You probably can. You, could,
0: you couldn't give it to Michael because even in a season where the league have gone ah fuck it everyone can have a go the Sabres are still not in so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah I don't know but then I'm, I'm loathe to give it to like yeah Drys or Pasternak or fucking anyone else
0: Definitely. yeah you can't, you can't you can't give it to Pasternak you can't give it to Marsh and or Bergeron because like we've said before they, it's, that's just a perfect line combination they all you know they all play well together
1: yeah it's just and... working too well
0: yeah, they're all working too well together rather than one guy is pulling the other two up or something like that. I, I'd c i could probably what would I do? I'd yeah, I'd probably do Hellebuck Panarin. It's even McKinnon though. McKinnon's got loads of good like greatness around like he's got loads of good players around him. He's not even got like they're not even a one line team anymore. Like they now do have a second line and they've got like decent goaltending and I, he Is, is all... McKinnon really like is he really dragging them? Like if he has an off night, well okay we've got Landiscog and Rantanen to come and smash them in, we'll be fine.
1: I w I wouldn't say drag him, but if you take him out of that where are they? He is their best player by a country
0: mile. True. By a country. And it's just we just keep getting to we just, you just get into semantics though, don't all the time. That's that's the thing,
1: isn't it? That is the thing,
0: yeah. I think but I agree. You take Pan- you take Panarin out of the, the Rangers and you take Helberg uh, out out the Jets, and those both both those teams are fucked completely.
1: The the Jets is an interesting one because
0: a lot of their forwards had good offensive seasons. They've got like five seventy point players, I want to say. I mean, shout out to Paul Maurice. I mean, look now, what a job he's done. What a fucking what a class act! What a geezer? Well, there's your and there's your there's the Jack Adams winner. Oh, it's got to be Jesus Christ. That's what I wanted to look at, but not world. Well, look at the Jets defensive
1: core again. tortorello has got to be. I've absolutely lied about the
0: Jets, but oh shit, yeah, of course. Can we have dual winners this year?
1: <laughs> oh mate, don't even. They probably would. They um All
0: right then. Who would you go on? Who would you take? Who would you take? Would you take Torreira or would you have Tortorella Roar? What there for? Is. For Jack Adams? Yeah. That's a really hard Listed one. right now, listed right now on Cat Friendly, this is the Jets' defensive core: Dmitry Kulikov, Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk, Nathan Bulo, Dylan DeMelo, Carl Dahlstrom, Sammy Niku, Tucker Pullman, Anthony Botetto.
1: It is hard, isn't it? It's hard, but because on the other side, you've got Torrello who lost his starting goalie and his best player, his best skater. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So on, on one side of it, yeah, the Jets have still got Line A, Shifley, Wheeler, Eilers, Connor, etc. But then the Blue Jackets still have like Jones and Warensky. Atkinson's a good player. Nick Foligno's fine. Pierre Dubois is a good player in that.
0: I think you're right. I think Torts gets it by a hair. I think really? I think
1: like optically, Torts gets it as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I think having a bad D doesn't seem as much of a obstacle to overcome as Having your two best players leave the club in the summer. That's a, that's a better story, I think. Yeah,
0: you're right. Well, but then that's the thing with the Jets, isn't it? They're bad deals because one of them decided he didn't want to be there any, anymore. Yeah. Jacob Trubel and got paid $8 million, which is just insanity.
1: That's an $8 million D man right there.
0: Yeah. Uh, $8 million secondary D man right there
1: you said that Tony D'Angelo should be paid. I think Tony D'Angelo would be paid fucking $8.8 million. There you go.
0: Hey, Tony's going to be down genre. that tattoo parlour, he? Getting his Confederate flag okay. lasered off. I think he's say, get his 88 tattoo. <laughs> ah, we're both on the same page. That's good. All right, last thing. It's good to have the sense back in the news. The, uh, the Ottawa Senators Foundation is no longer in partner with the Ottawa Senators. Classic sense. It's a classic sense headline. The charitable foundation linked to the team does now not want to be linked to the team, which is just, just amazing. And the uh, the foundation has rights to use the senators logo and team trademarks for uh, for char- charitable reasons. And the agreement expires on the 31st of July and it won't be renewed. Uh, the foundation... Did you know the foundation was criticized in the past by a charity watchdog? No. Yeah. So they found that only less than half of every dollar raised went to recipients that the foundation supported. That's crazy. So it was like 46, 46 cents of every dollar raised went to recipients of the, that the foundation was supporting.
1: That's fucking offensive,
0: isn't it? And the thing was that, that in leaked um, documents that Two Bits One Puck have managed to get hold of, the other 54 cents went to the UG Melnick Regeneration Fund. So but that- not really a surprise there that's the that's the question though
1: isn't it like how much i assume if they're able to uh sort of cut ties with the senators like they wouldn't have been run by eugene eugene wouldn't have had any involvement and yet they're still i don't know it's maybe it's like a a curse like a witch's curse as soon as you put the senator's logo on your company like you're doomed to be a fraudster (laughs)
0: It's interesting you say that, Will. It is very interesting you say that and I swear this isn't prepped because joking aside, apparently Eugene wanted more control over the charity and the charity were like, no, (laughs) there's no fucking way. And listen to this, I swear to God on a stack of Bibles, this is what it said in the article that I read. Will, what would Eugene Melnick like to focus on more? What charities would he like to focus on more? (sighs) organ donors exactly he wants more focus on organ donation charities folks I'm not going to do the joke here because you've just written about 10 yourself in about 5 seconds <laughs> the,
1: the annoying thing about isn't that isn't that unreal but like the annoying thing with that is like of course he does because he had his life saved yeah. by an organ donation like that's
0: not yeah but let's not pretend it's just not so that he can hoard all the best ones from himself.
1: But that that's why he, that's why he wanted more control of the uh, the foundation because he saw ooh, their pocket they um, they're only they give giving forty six cents of every dollar to charity that's still a massive slice to cut a top off
0: yeah exactly there's, not,
1: there's another twenty six cents in that dollar for old Eugene.
0: Yeah, of course you wants want to be in charge of the, uh, the organ donation side of things. Uh, someone's on the phone, Mr. Malnick. Oh, of course, thank you. Hello. Yes, Mr. Malnick, it's uh, Mr. Robertson, your private physician. We've just had a 25-year-old killed in a car crash. We've got his heart. I'll be right there. <laughs> Fire up my favourite
1: chair. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's just got a dentist chair, but he's been modified. So he just start putting like, all these new organs into his body. Isn't that amazing? It's such a sense. It's so sense. It's perfect. It's perfect. The The thing
1: I, with with this, you know, charity distancing from themselves, like uh, themselves from the sense, I saw it pop up on Twitter. I thought, huh, that's kind of funny and didn't really give it any more mind until I saw someone, I think either Pierre Lebron retweeted or someone retweeted one of his tweets or something. So basically saying there's a lot more to this story, but who the source can't say at the moment because they're still linked <laughs> to the senators. It's like, hold on a fucking second here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Get this sauce in an Uber quickly. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, let's get it on record. Let's find out what they're talking about.
1: i <laughs> um, so. I love the idea of just Eugene trying to strong arm the head of the foundation just to put more money in his. Look, have you heard of the Bren Flats? Teddy. <laughs> 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 it's a, it's a cause that really needs your help.
0: Yeah. We've got this cause, and it's called the. Uh, Mujin Yelnick is being sued for a billion dollars <laughs> charitable foundation. <laughs> they need all the money they can get. God, I've never heard of that.
1: Do you guys have a spare billion dollars in the budget that you could potentially loan me? Jesus. I just...
0: I just, The best. It's the best. The, the fun never stops. The fun never stops. As I've said a billion times, I would love at some point for us to do to try and do a one-off podcast on the Senators' post sort of from sort of two thousand sort of sixteen, seventeen onwards. Just what everything that happened and then everything. And just but it'd be such a it'd be such a hard job. It'd end up being like six hours long or something. And you
1: just We'd have to and wait And things keep happening. That's the thing, we'd have to wait until either Eugene sells the team or more likely he dies
0: just yeah. to
1: have like the whole story in totality. Because we'd we'd record it and then a week later it'd be like, <laughs> oh keep size the like site servers fucking Shot one of his teammates on a hunting trip Alan <laughs> it's so true, <laughs> oh God, I'm surprised nobody got a shot it has has been shot yet with the senators, Like fucking Cody Cece's out there setting people on fire, and
0: not nobody <laughs> nobody's shot anyone. The nice still young will anything can happen in the next s- you know <laughs> anything could happen in the next twenty five minutes who <laughs> who knows
1: <laughs> we we interrupt the unveiling of the p s five to inform you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big Colin Brown has had his head cut off by by fucking Logan Brown. Him and Brady Kachuk were roughhousing, and obviously tragedy ensued. <laughs> As it always was.
1: Was that, was that Tyson Barry? Some somebody was like wrestling in a hotel and and like tore their ACL or something a few years ago, didn't they? Oh, what? You're kidding. Oh, I'm certain. I think it might have been at the World Championships. Oh, I, to
0: the Google machine.
1: Oh, mate, I, I wouldn't... Uh, Come on. Let's have a, let's have a quick... I'm um, certain it was Tyson Barry. It was Tyson Barry! Barry injured no wrestling way. teammate at hotel. <laughs> from 2017. I oh, mate, he's a fucking legend. Tyson Barry's World Championship ending injury was suffered in hotel room. From, uh, from Darren Drager himself, Barry was wrestling a teammate in his hotel and suffered a leg laceration.
0: A leg laceration? How'd you cut your legs so
1: bad? Maybe it like in a that. hotel room. I, I reckon you could. Um if you caught it at the
0: right angle and you had like a square bed frame or whatever. You know what was happening? <laughs> Trying to fucking power. Whoever 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 he was wrestling with just said, This is boring. Knife fight? Let's do it. <laughs> just like, let's raise the stakes. No let's I'm... have a knife fight instead.
1: I reckon I reckon they just fucking went full WWE on it and Whoever it was, fucking power bogged him through the bed, and like, they snapped the um what are they called the planks. What are they fucking called?
0: Yeah, like the um, support boards that the mattress yeah, yeah. sits on.
1: Yeah, yeah, just snapped one of those, and that just cutting off massive gash down the back of Barry's leg. See you later.
0: That is eerily reminiscent of a true story from my life. Shout out to my friends Richard and my old friend Acer. Incredible. As when we were younger, when we were teenagers, we did have a Backyard Wrestling Federation. Yeah, and of course. In the very first match, which took place in Acer's bedroom, my friend Rick charged Acer, and Acer spine-busted Rick onto the corner of the bed. Oh. And then Rick couldn't walk for about two weeks because it fucked up his back. That's <laughs> fucking... I don't mean the corner of the bed on the mattress. He spine-busted him onto the, uh, the wooden post. The fucking bed frame, mate. <laughs> bed frame right into his back like right into his spine and you're just lying there going yeah guys i can't i don't think i can move that well <laughs> this is like five seconds in like shit they should this really is dangerous
1: they should really have like a disclaimer at the at the start of a wrestling show really shouldn't they like, they should something, really
0: something like telling I you not to try that kind of thing yeah. at
1: home yeah just to yeah. just to protect dumb kids from from doing dumb <laughs> things <laughs> And dumb hockey players. To, to be fair though, to be fair, I've yeah, uh, you know, I've not watched loads of WWE, but the bits I have seen don't see any beds involved.
0: That is true. That is so true.
1: They're not actually protecting themselves from that sort of environment,
0: unfortunately. That's right. I mean yeah, don't try this at home or on a bed. Should be the message really. Don't don't try this or anything similar to this. <laughs> anything that yeah. could be and especially the hockey world championships. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, if ever you wanted a fucking non-endorsement for like how serious your tournament is like, yeah, the players are fucking wrestling in their
0: hotel rooms between games here's how serious the players are taking it it's like wrestling each other in between games I, I'm, in, the be- in the hotel bedrooms
1: I'm so not engaged and not receiving enough of a workout from this tournament, this international best on best tournament that I need to fucking wrestle Eric Johnson in a hotel room <laughs> I'd love to know who it was that fucking that did it to him
0: do you know what I always think though I always I I never think that's the real story I always think no what were you really doing this is going to make you look stupid that's fine but what were you really doing you know at the past that thing last season oh he fell after a Bruins um, social event and hurt his wrist, you mean he was fucking hammered <laughs> and tried to jump off a fucking, I don't know, tried to jump off some lamppost or something. Yeah, wh- whatever. <laughs> that's what he really did. Tell me what he really did. Oh, mate, that's fucking beautiful. Anyway, fun to end the show. I enjoyed that. Uh, it- thank you for listening, everybody. Will, any last words?
1: My my last words are... Joe Tyson Barry is the, was this the shortest person on that roster. You're kidding? Yeah, he was. So I reckon No way. He was either six foot five Colton Preco, who did it to him. Or six foot two Mike Matheson. That's a good shout, I reckon. Or Ma-
0: Well, Ma- hang on then. That clearly shows that clearly shows what happened. It was, it was just one short joke too many and he'd fucking had enough. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> and he just launched himself. Then it backfired he, he just missed. launched
0: himself at somebody. What was that?
1: it backfired and he missed <laughs> tried to yeah tried to spear someone through through the fucking door and just missed
0: yeah somebody somebody fucking jabbed him too many times about his height he's he alright that's it motherfucker upstairs now we're gonna wrestle this out I'm sick of your bullshit <laughs>
1: wrestle this out
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: fuck me oh dear me
0: alright there we go take care everyone we'll talk to you next week peace